Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by locumstory.com. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, locum tenens might be the solution for you. And if you're considering locum tenens, either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two or 20. Fortunately, locumstory.com has the answers you need. It's packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. Locumstory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information. You'll find super handy tools that let you see Locum's trends for your specialty, compare different Locum's agencies, and there's even a quiz to help you decide if Locum's is right for you. Locumstory.com has answers to basic questions like what is Locum Tenens, to more complex questions about pay ranges, taxes, licensing, and many others. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspective from actual Locum's physicians who have firsthand Locum's experience. Locumstory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about Locum's. Hi, welcome back to the Mortgage Minute. I'm your host, Doug Krause. I'm with BMO Harris Bank. And today I want to talk to you a little bit more about interest rates. Everybody knows that the Fed met a little over a week ago. Interest rates ended up being a three-quarter point move, which was kind of on the low side of what we expected. I think everybody was contemplating, wondering if they might contemplate doing one. And there was a few that even worried they were going to do one and a quarter. So when they ended up doing three quarters of a point, that was pretty much baked into the market. And then right after that, rates have kind of steadily started to fall based on what happened with that meeting. There's another meeting coming up in September. Kind of the expectation for that one is another half point move, which again, is not necessarily going to dollar for dollar translate into that kind of change to rates to 30-year fix or arms. But I want to dive a little deeper into mortgage rates and get a more comprehensive look at them. So Obviously, there's a difference between 30 and 15 fixed, lower risk for the bank whenever you're locking a shorter term. So, of course, there's going to be better interest rates. Same would be true for the adjustable rate mortgages, whether it be a 3, 5, 7, 10, even a 15-year. It's a 30-year mortgage, but shorter than 30-year term as far as the rate being locked in. Therefore, again, lower risk to the bank, meaning better interest rate to the borrower, Usually, unique circumstance, actually, for me right now, my 30-year fixed is low enough right now. It's actually lower than my 10-6 arm. So I have seen occasions where there's inversion in the market and the arm rates actually run higher than the fixed. That's usually unusual in circumstances like mine, where it's a portfolio loan and not dictated by Fannie Freddie. But in this case, that's just where we're at right now. So Things that drive outside of the terms of the loan, other factors that change. Many people assume the Federal Reserve sets mortgage rates. They don't. I mean, they influence rates for sure. I mean, Fed controls short-term interest rates, and that's change in prime, which, of course, changes your car loans, credit cards, home equity loans, stuff like that. And mortgages, to a degree, follow that, but that's definitely not the driving factor of mortgage rates. I mean... You have bond markets, also a factor that would be what I would consider more of a 
benchmark of what's happening to rates. So 10-year treasury note, bond markets that affect the rates just depends on demand. So as the demand changes, the rates are going to follow. So newer arms are a little different. They used to be based off treasury. Certainly several banks still use that. A lot of them are moving away from the LIBOR, which is the London index-based rate. And then the newer secured overnight finance rate is probably the most common at this point and actually works out better for most people just because it's a bank overnight lending rate. You know, it's a little bit higher margin, but my current adjusted rate on that secured overnight finance rate would indicate a rate of four and a quarter where a future rate on an adjustment for a treasury arm, a lot of those are hitting five right now. So that one's actually a little bit better index to utilize for adjustable mortgages, in my opinion. So maybe you've heard terms too, like these, which is constant maturity treasury rates. That just kind of refers to the yield calculated by taking the average yield of different types of U.S. treasuries with varying maturity periods and then using it to adjust for the time period. So that's definitely something that some lenders use for their arms as well. But, you know, outside of that, there's other outlying factors that just aren't really borrower related. And that's more the health of the economy, inflation, all those things definitely go into determining rates as well. I mean, if the economy is not healthy, then can't really have and push higher rates because that will kill the housing market. And in turn, everything is driven by the housing market. So they have to be careful. And I think you're going to see that happen here with the rates between now and the end of the year. I still feel like you're probably going to see rates trending upward a bit. But then my personal opinion is we're going to see probably a little bit of an overcorrection. So I would be more inclined to think rates might actually go back down a little bit next summer than be higher than they are, say, by the end of the year. So, I mean, that that's a, another factor to consider when you're choosing between an arm and a fixed and how long you think you'll be in a property. But I don't know that I would risk it at this point with fixed rates where they're at. It just depends on your circumstances. Of course, if you're not going to be in it, longer than the seven or 10 years, and you can get a cheaper rate, then certainly consider those. But right now, 30-year fixed at the moment, and this is very recent, are as cheap, if not cheaper than the 10-year arm right now. So other obvious factors that drive credit score would, I mean, rates would be credit score or loan to value. I mean, clearly a lower risk loan if you're putting 10 or 20% down versus no money down. Loan to value, is probably one of the bigger driving factors, I think, that change your rate more so than credit score. I mean, once you get to a 740 credit score, you're probably not going to see much of a difference, but you're going to see a pretty significant difference between a 80% loan or a 75% loan than you will a 100% loan. And the same would hold true for occupancy. I mean, if you're looking at a house as your primary residence, then a lender clearly has the benefit of knowing that you're there to oversee and take care of the house. Or if you're buying an investment property, there's kind of a trade-off where most of those you're seeing at 20, even 25% down. But the flip side, that mitigates some of the risk, but the flip side is you're not there. And tenants just obviously don't take care of and treat the house the same as you would your own personal residence. So 
all those things matter. But bottom line, market personal factors determine mortgage rates, which definitely influence the amount that your payment's going to be based on the rate you're going to have as well. So you can't really do much about the market conditions. I mean, they are what they are, but you certainly have a say in what your credit scores are or your down payment. And then of course the size alone, like it varies lender to lender. And it's, I think probably counterintuitive that a lot of people would think otherwise, but my rates are actually better for the bigger loans. So the bigger loans, I could easily see where some people would think it's a, all your eggs in one basket. That's a riskier loan, but BMO just looks at that as the more money you're borrowing, that's actually the client that's getting the best interest rate at this point with us. So anyway, that's just kind of a quick overview of some of the factors that drive interest rates. And again, my personal opinion, I think we're going to see rates a little bit higher between now and the end of the year and probably similar to now, maybe this time next summer. So time will tell. I mean, I don't have any crystal ball either, but that's just 20 years plus in the business. And my guess is with the elections coming up and then probably overcorrecting here to compensate for the current inflation we're dealing with. That's just my guess is what I see happening. So you can always reach me at dougkraus.com, text or call me at 816-728-3631 or email me at doug.kraus at bmo.com. And that includes if you have another lender's offer and you just want to know if it's fair, I'm more than happy to take a couple minutes, look at it and tell you if you're getting a good deal or not. Otherwise, anybody that wants a copy of the book, my wife, as many of you know, is a physician and we wrote a book about physician loans. Feel free to ask for a copy of that as well at hippocratichouse.com or dougkraus.com, either one. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Mm-hmm. 